Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Believe in Guardians. As always, I'm your host, Amari McPherson. Uh, a little bit different today. Got a special, special guest on today, a uh, co-worker of mine, great friend as well, uh, Terrence Eccles. Uh, a little bit different, like I said. Normally, I have kind of like some media guests, media adjacent. But like I said, he's a co-worker, good friend. So I wanted to get a different perspective on the team this year. Uh, first-hand experience, um, going through it from day one to the very end. So Terrence, thank you for coming on. Like I said, how are you doing? Amari, I appreciate you, bro. Yeah, uh, it was a great experience working for the Guardians this year in, you know, getting to know people like you as well as some of our other coworkers. So, no, I'm glad to be on. And I'm glad to talk, you know, Guardians baseball. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we could just jump right into it. Um, you know, you're not from Cleveland, so if you want to explain to people where you're from, but I wanted to get your your perspective on, you know, how the internship started. Uh, what attracted you to come here, uh, like I said, since you're not from here, moving to a completely different city uh, by yourself and just how the season went? Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll start off by stating that I'm from New York, uh, born and raised in upstate New York, Syracuse area. Uh, grew up playing a bunch of sports, uh, baseball, basketball, football, soccer, pretty much everything. And what attracted me to you know, continue playing sports was just, I love being competitive. I love, I loved a bunch of different athletes growing up, just to name a few, Jose, Jose, I was about to say Jose Ramirez, but Jose Reyes for the Mets. It's not a bad name. Yeah, no, not a bad name at all. But um, no, I, I was more in college when I started to learn more about Jose Ramirez. But uh, yeah, growing up, love guys like Jose Reyes, Manny Ramirez, um, and, you know, of course, the LeBron Jameses of the world, the Ladanian Tomlinson's of the world. And, you know, went on to Marist College, played some basketball there. And then, uh, you know, coming out of college, I was like, well, I want to stick in sports. You know, I'm not going to be an NBA player. So, um, you know, I identified a bunch of different internships and opportunities and markets that I enjoyed. And, you know, I'm not the typical person when it comes to the cities I sought out. I sought out cities like Pittsburgh, St. Louis, and Cleveland, and, you know, just so happened to end up here in Cleveland working for the Guardians, and, you know, I started my internship back in February, and it's been the best job I've ever had since then, so. Yeah, so um, just kind of get a little bit into uh, what your role is with the team and what you kind of do uh, since we we do work different roles, but kind of explain, like, uh, like I said, how you got into it and what your role is every day, even though you are at the ballpark every day. So you do get to see the games up close and personal, but you do a little bit, a little bit of a different role as well. Yeah. Yeah. So what I originally sought out to do was uh, more in your realm in communications. Um, you know, I have a bachelor's degree in communications and my, my master's is in integrated marketing and communications. So um, I wanted to do something related to that. You know, I had a, minor in public or not a minor, but I was a public public relations major um, in, in college. So I uh, wanted to do something in communications and in speaking with the communications staff, they decided uh, 
let's introduce you to someone else from, you know, not necessarily our department, but basically right next to them in the community impact department. So they said, let's introduce you to Raphael Collins, who is now my boss. And, um, you know, me and Raph hit it off and eventually got to the point where Raph was also hiring for his internship in community impact. And, uh, you know, everything just seemed to click and everything seemed to work out. And, you know, I ended up getting the community community impact internship. And so that sort of changed what the things that I was going to be focused on um, in the roles that I had originally applied for with the Guardians in terms of now everything I was doing was coming from a more com community focused lens, a community relations lens. So it's a lot of just getting out, meeting a lot of people from nonprofit organizations all around the, the city of Cleveland. It's a lot of working with children. It's a lot of different events in, in, in different ways of how we can communicate to uh, Guardians fans, as well as the general public, as well as the national media, what the Cleveland Guardians organization and what the Cleveland Guardians players are doing out in the community. So uh, it's been really cool to, you know, not necessarily work your traditional nine to five job every day and being able to get out and, you know, explore the city of Cleveland in ways that, you know, I probably wouldn't have had if I had just moved to Cleveland and, you know, I was just going into the ballpark for work every day. So, um, you know, me being a huge sports fan, I took advantage of the fact, like you pointed out, uh, of coming to every single game and even games that I didn't have stuff to do, like I didn't have, um, you know, things that my department was working on, uh, I would still go and I would still enjoy the game. I would still find things around the ballpark to do because come to find out if you show up, they will find something for you to do. Uh, so yeah, just coming to the ballpark every day, didn't miss a single home game this year. So that's something I, you know, was set out at the beginning of the year. I was like, if I'm going to get free tickets to every MLB game this season for the Cleveland guardians home game, might as well take advantage. So <laughs> that's what I did, man. And, you know, had some great memories, got to watch a lot of really good future Hall of Fame players and managers, um, you know, do their thing out there. And it was, you know, like I said, one of the best experiences of my life, just working in this job and, and working in this organization. Yeah, man, I was, I was going to say, um, I don't know how many people outside of Cleveland realize how good of an organization that uh, the Guardians are. Um, just up close and personal, I've seen some of the things that you guys, uh, you know, taken care of this year with the uh, Jose Ramirez opening his own field. Um, I know that you guys were planting trees for every home home run that we had, and there may not have been many. I know that was kind of a running joke earlier in the season, um, but just kind of, you know, the initiatives like that, that you guys undertake and, you know, it's a good organization. So for me personally, I know it was uh, really good to, to uh, say that I was able to work there this year, but considering that you aren't from Cleveland and a couple of the other interns aren't from Cleveland either, Last year, we're coming off of a, a central division championship. We made the playoffs. So it's like, man, you guys came here maybe like a year too late. You know what I mean? The, the way the season went. Uh, but I want to get your thoughts on the season, uh, how you how you you know saw it play out firsthand, uh, considering that it was a bit of a disappointing season. You know, there were some high expectations coming into the season this year. And uh, you finished 10 games under 500. But like you said, you got to see some good players and some good managers. So the Hall of Fame managers that'll be in the hall later in their, you know, later in their life. But how do you think the season went out, played out for you? 
Yeah, that's a good question because I didn't know what to expect coming in. Like uh, I grew up a Boston Red Sox fan, so always my expectations were really high. You know, they won a World Series when I was five and they won another World Series when I was eight. And then they won another one when I was 14. And then they won another one my sophomore year of college. So I was so used to watching my baseball team win. And so, you know, moving to Cleveland and working for the Guardians, the Guardians immediately became my priority, not only in baseball, but in pro- in professional sports. It's, you know, I live, I live and die with this team. You know, there were times in the press box after a tough loss where, you know, I just need my five you, minutes. You'd be upset. Yeah, you'd definitely be upset. <laughs> we could tell. Like, we're all upset, but you take it so hard. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been able to take losing uh, easy. You know, I always, um, always had that chip on my shoulder and always took the losses really, really hard. So yeah, I just needed my five minutes to recoup from, from the losses. But I guess coming into the season, I guess, you know, like you said, we missed out on all, all that magic last year in, in 2022. So, uh, you know, coming here, I, I expected the guardians to be a solid team just because, you know, following baseball for the last almost 20 years I've been alive. It's been the, the Indian slash guardians organization has been, you know, one of the better organizations in the American league, especially thinking, you know, high school till, till now since 20, you know, 2015, 2016, um, especially that year they, they knocked out my Red Sox, but um, yeah, so it's, it, it was weird coming in because I had high expectations, but I was also very level-headed in terms of, you know, understanding the scope of things and how, you know, things could change in baseball. You know, a guy hits the IL and, you know, all of a sudden your team goes on a losing streak or, pit, you know, pitching is never consistent. And, you know, you didn't, I didn't know what to expect. You know, it was my first year in the organization, first year, you know, really being around everything. So, um you know, I, I, w- I expected us to be a better team. I expected the Guardians to play better this year. But, you know, there was a lot of really bright spots that I was very happy to see, especially getting to know a couple of the guys, I guess, off the field and in some of their community work. It was really cool to see how how well their community work translated to their performance on the field. So that was really cool to just get to know guys and learn about some of the things that they're passionate about outside of baseball, because you really, a lot of times we forget as sports fans that these guys are more than just athletes. You know, they, they have actual interests, they have actual lives, they have families just like us. So, you know, learning about that and getting to see them, like it, it was really cool just to, you know, it, it was really cool to see win winning um, when, when the guardians did win, um, but it was even cooler just to, you know, meet guys and learn about their personalities and, you know, watch a guy, even if the team lost. But if a guy got a home run on the same day that, you know, he did something out in the community, I was like, wow, that's awesome. You know, he's, you know, the community stuff that he's doing is really paying off. So, you know, like I said, it's always, you know, it always sucks to not make the playoffs. It always sucks to not be number one in the division. But, um, I look at this year as a positive, both on and off the field for the Guardians. I don't know if other people will look at it that way, but um, I, I think this team is poised for a lot of success in the future. So I don't see any reason why the Guardians are back in the playoffs in 2024. I mean, I hope so. Right. 
<laughs> completely biased, you know. But that's a great point that you make, though. A lot of us don't really get that life aspect outside of what's going on on the field or the court or whatever. So for you in your position to get that aspect is, I bet it's really cool. You got to meet some good people, uh, learn about them, you know, personally and their family life, which is really cool. So, uh, yeah, that's some good stuff. Um, next, I wanted to get your thoughts on Tito. Like you said, you, you brought it up. You were a Boston Red Sox fan growing up. They won four World Series. We have yet to claim one since 1948. And, of course, behind me, I have a uh, thank you Tito shirt that we all got last week. And mind you, this is the first time I've had a background all year. So I just felt it was important. You know what I mean? So just touch on Tito and maybe what he means to you personally, managing two World Series teams. Your favorite team, then you come to Cleveland, and then it just so happens to be his last year managing. Uh, so just give me your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think the whole Tito thing, um, you know, growing up, he was – the only manager I knew, you know, when I was first getting into baseball, first starting in Little League, you know, when you're five, six, seven years old and he's the manager of my favorite team. And I'm like, this is this is my guy when it comes to managing, um, you know, things went south in Boston real fast. And I, I think it took a lot of people by surprise, just his exit. And, you know, now that I look back on it it makes sense why a team like the Indians picked him up so fast. Um, you know, I think he took what a year off of mm -hmm. managing um, why a team that like the Indians picked him up and why they've had so much success since bringing him into the organization. But um, yeah, I like, I didn't know it was going to be his last year when I first took this internship, when I first moved here, I remember my first day, I hadn't even moved here yet. I was just, you know, here looking at apartments. I took a ballpark tour with our bosses, Court and Austin, and they took us, they took me and my, and my dad around. It's my dad's first time in a major league ballpark. So it was really cool to share that experience with him. He's taking pictures of me while we're walking around. And I'm just like, dad, will you just enjoy the moment and like, stop pointing your camera at me every five seconds? Like, relax. Um, he was proud. He was caught up. Yeah, yeah, he was definitely proud and he thought it was a really cool experience for sure. So getting a behind the scenes look at things, we're walking in the clubhouse, you know, this is before spring training or anything, so no one's in there. And we walk by uh, Tito's office and, you know, I stopped real quick and I was like, wow, like I'm really going to be working for the organization that Tito's a part of uh, just because, you know, that was the guy I remember managing my favorite team when I was growing up. So, and, you know, come to find out, that Tito's real name is Terrence, just like my myself, and is spelled the exact same way. Um, so it's not often where you have someone named Terrence who spells it the same exact way that I spell it. And, um, you know, that was just something really cool that I was like, yeah, you know, that's something we have in common. You know, I wish I got to tell him about it um, while we were both here and while we were both working for the organizations. But, um you have to be professional in this job. So a lot of times you can't just have those sidebar conversations when you're working with someone, you can't just be like, Hey, you know, we have the same name, right? Like you can't just nudge him and be like that. Of course, if you have a close relationship, but you know, I'm just an intern, I know my place. And you know, whenever I saw him, it was, I just, you know, whether it was just in passing or whether I had to bring him something or do something, it was always, I was always polite and just gave him a nod or, you know, whatever, whatever he needed. Um, and, you know, tried to, I tried to be as professional as could be, but, you know, it's like your inner child is, is speaking to you and telling you like, this is so cool. Like this is Tito. Like, um, you know, you're watching some of the players that are coming back to progressive that you grew up to, 
you grew up, you know, idolizing. And then you're also watching players that you now work with and help with do some of their community stuff with, and you're watching them excel as well. And, you know, it was, it was a lot of it just wrapped up into one season where like you, you begin to feel like a sense of just gratitude for the opportunities that you have in terms of that, that were placed in your hands and, and, you know, working with all these different people and being around this environment while also just being like, okay, I need to be professional. You know, I'm, I'm not going to get another opportunity like this unless I stay professional and I do a good job of it. So it's a good mixture of that. Well, you know, you know, feeling that nostalgia, feeling that gratitude while also, you know, staying professional as well. And, you know, I'm very thankful for what Tito's done for both organizations. And, um, you know, it was super cool to say that, you know, I interned the same year that his last season was. And, you know, it's going to be really lonely around uh, Progressive Field and in the ballpark, uh, you know, being the only Terrence around for the next, you know, time that for the next few, you know, weeks or so that I'm here. But, um, you know, I know that the organization is in a really good hands, especially, um, you know, with the guys who are making decisions in place. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm sad to see him go, but, um, you know, I'm glad he got the proper um, send off in, in that last game against the Reds. Yeah, that was a, a really great send off. I got like goosebumps and listen to the crowd. Uh, video tribute. I'm good tributes because I'll, I'll get emotional at him personally. But um, yeah, like I said, really good year for him. But uh, talking about experiences with the team, um, just kind of reflect on them and think of, you know, the job that you did, um, how the experience that you undertook, how they, they reflect on you. And um, I guess just, you know, working for the team as a whole, being able to see the things that you got to see. Um, a lot of things that you know, the, the normal person doesn't really get to experience. Um, even myself being a big Guardians fan uh, since I was a kid, um, being able to, like I said, see things that I haven't seen before. Um, like you said, but you got to stay professional. You know, you're, you're there to do a job and you know your role. So you can't just, you know, break out of that character. But touch on that and, and you know, um, how you know how this the year left an impression on you. Yeah, I think this year definitely gave me a new perspective on professional athletes and how, and I touched on this earlier, where they're humans, like they have emotions, they have families, they have these, they have this career, of course, that's on such a huge stage every, every night. Um, But just seeing their, their interactions with, with other people, like, seeing the look on a kid's face when Josh Naylor walks through the door and like, that's his favorite player. And he, he all of a sudden gets the chance to, you know, shake his hand and get an autograph and take a photo with, you know, someone like Josh Naylor or, you know, visiting a nonprofit organization with, you know, other players and then being like, like, you know, he's my favorite player, like, or even an alumnus who's like, my dad grew up watching you or, you know, it's, it's just been super cool to see the human side of professional athletes. And that's something not a lot of people get to see. And, and just like the guardians, especially every guy, like every guy that I interacted with, like even the most like quiet people who you don't really hear about doing many things out in the, in, you know, the media or, or in the community, 
they're still doing stuff. Like they're, they're still doing things that, you know, not a lot of guys like being shared with the public, not a lot of guys like it, it to be known what they're doing. So um, seeing that and seeing, you know, some of the names that, that I've seen just go out and do things and, and be, you know, super great to work with, um, you know, it was such an eye-opening experience. Cause then I open up Twitter and it's like, trade this guy, release this guy, DFA that guy, trade this guy, fire this guy. And I'm just like, whoa, man, you need to relax. Like, think about, think about it. Like every night your, your job is out in front of, you know, millions, if not, you know, millions of people every single night and tens of millions. And after the game, you have to go home. And if you even type in the first few letters of your name, your name pops up and thousands, hundreds of comments and, you know, things of people just assessing every single bit of you, like, just like, oh, your hair looked bad today. Or, oh, you, you really, you know, you need to focus on this when you're, when you're at the plate. And it's not like, it's something you don't focus on every single time you're at the plate. It's, it's super, crazy to just see how that can I don't, I don't want to say it really affects any of the guys because I haven't really seen it I wasn't that close to them to see how how that affects them but um it affected me to be like there was a lot of times where I saw comments on on social media where I was like if only you knew like if only you knew what he does behind the scenes if only you saw him in the ballpark taking grounders taking pop flies like if only you saw the work that he was putting in, if only you saw him walking into the clubhouse at the same time I'm getting into work for his game at seven o'clock PM tonight. Like if only you saw that, or if only you saw the, you know, the Pilates that these guys are doing, like the stress that they're putting on their bodies before they even take, before they even put on their socks to play the game. Like these guys are, you know, coming out, out of, you know, full sweat workouts and full sweat stretching sessions and they're putting their lives and souls into this game. And, um, you know, that was probably the most eye-opening thing and, and the biggest thing that I can reflect on is just athletes are human. And, you know, that's something that this season really taught me and that's something that I'm going to now adjust when I come when it comes to the teams that I follow. Because anyone who knows me, anyone who, you know, follows anything that I do or – watches my podcast knows I'm a diehard Philadelphia 76ers fan. And the one thing that I like to do sometimes when I'm watching games, I'll be like, uh, you know, I'll get on guys like Joel Embiid or James Harden. I'll be like, why didn't he make that? Why didn't he do that? Why didn't he do that? And, you know, I know it's pretty hypocritical coming from someone who used to play basketball and knowing the stress that these guys are in and knowing the preparation it takes. But this was just another level of me just seeing like, what it's like from the professional uh, athlete scope and what, what it's like from their perspective. Yeah. I need to uh, clip everything you just said, because you've listened to this podcast for anybody that's listening now, this whole season, I've said it multiple times. I'm like last year's success has set everybody up for failure this year. Because just like you said, it's so easy to get on social media and just pop off and tweet really quickly and, you know, criticize uh, somebody. And that's kind of like one of the cons of social media to gives everybody a voice and an opinion. 
like you said, that perspective that you get that nobody else really gets, it's like you don't really see the hard work that these guys put in behind the scenes every single day to perfect their craft. And I think that's a really good point to, to emphasize and, and highlight because, a lot of, like I said, a lot of people just don't see it. Um, and even going for Tito, too, it's like I've seen so many tweets where it's like, fire Tito. Tito doesn't know what he's doing, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, man, I know he's probably retiring after this year at the point where we're really sure. And, you know, he's up there in age, but it's like this guy, he just didn't forget how to manage overnight. You know what I mean? So, so you know, enter player's name here, didn't forget how to hit overnight. Or whatever. So I think that's a really good point. Something that I definitely stress on this podcast and even in life and social media, because um, people be, can be ridiculous. It's crazy. Like you said, you've seen it up close and personal. Tripping. Um, <laughs> yes. In all caps, tripping, yeah. because even they even get on. Uh, our social media person. I won't put his name out there. It's kind of a secret. Um, but it's like, he's just doing the job. You know, it's social media. Calm down. It's not that serious. And it mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so for you, just finish your first season, baseball intern. Uh, what does the future look like for you? Are you, you know, hoping to come back this year or next year? Are you hoping to work for another team? Are you going back home? What does is, what is the future look like for you? Yeah, and I mean, just to go back, I'll, I'll answer your question, but to go back to that point real quick, man, I'll fight for the, for my social media people, man. They, they work hard. They stay up late, mm-hmm. bro. They stay up till like 1230, 1 o'clock in the morning just to, you know, post stuff on, on social media. Hey, they're I'm doing not things gonna... I don't I don't know how to do. I'm, exactly. not, I'm, not, I'm not terrible at Photoshop, but they're, they're on it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Hey, things. man, I, I love my photos. I not Photoshop. I love my social media people. The people who run the social media for the Cleveland Guardians are very good at what they do. They know what they're doing. They're super nice people. I love them to death. And and good on them for, you know, standing their ground and, and not letting comments and stuff like that get to them because it's pretty ridiculous how even the social media people in the in our organization get treated. So that's my own personal gripe. But, um, you know, shout out to them. They know who they are. But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess my future really is, I, I I don't know. At this point in my career, you know, it's exciting to get that first opportunity in professional sports. And, you know, getting that first opportunity, you don't want it to be your last. Because I know how hard it was to get in here. And I don't want to waste or waste the moments that I got. And, you know, I, I interviewed for a bunch of different positions uh, before I got the job here in Cleveland. And, you know, each time an uh, organization said no, or even a couple times where I had the privilege to decline opportunities, um, I've always just, you know, made a mental note of, you know, what's going to be best for me, what's going to be best for my future. Um, you know, I've thought, I thought I had perfect jobs lined up and I didn't end up getting them. And, you know, then it was back to the drawing board. So, you know, just trying to be proactive now at this point, you know, I've done some great networking in the city of Cleveland. You know, I'd love to stay in this general area or in a market like this, you know, being from New York, be, being from New York, coming to Ohio was a very good reset and is very good. I guess um, it's very good just assessment of a city in a market like this. So like the markets I mentioned earlier were, are exactly the markets that I I'd be interested in working in, um, you know, just like cities like this, but 
yeah, I don't know exactly what my next step is, but, you know, I'm excited to explore that. And I'm excited to get started and, and going. And, you know, what, what I've done working for the Guardians these past, what, eight months now? Yeah, eight months has been absolutely amazing. So, um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to try to, you know, say, say what my, what my next step is or what my, you know, goal is, or if I have a dream job or a dream organization or a dream, whatever, um, just because like with this job just popped up to me and it ended up being a great experience and something like that could happen again in the future. So, you know, I'm not ruling anything out and I'm not going to, I, I will rule one thing out is that um, I will not, I, I'm, I'm going to try not to go back home. You know, I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, are you going to go back home? You know, are you, you going to go back and do that? Uh, I set a lot of goals at the beginning of the calendar year. And one of those goals was to become financially independent from my, my parents. And I've taken steps to doing that since moving to Cleveland and all that. So, so you said you were... Um Try not to go back home and become financially independent from your parents, uh, which I know can be very difficult. But uh, finish, finish that, up. dude. It is, and you know, wanting to do that has been a goal of mine since I graduated college. And you know, I'm getting pretty close. Like, I think I still rely on them for a couple things: phone bill, insurance, etc. Um, but yeah, so I guess. As long as I can continue to provide for myself and continue to work in professional sports, I think that's the dream and that's the goal. And, you know, of course, I'd like to remain semi close to them. So I'm not necessarily going to be trying to pack in my bags and move to like a place like, you know, San Diego. But, you know, like, as you probably know, in this industry, opportunities don't present themselves very often. So that's what I have to do. And that's what I have to do. Um, so. I'm optimistic about, you know, my future and, and where things can go in this or in this profession, in this industry. So, um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to my next step, honestly. Yeah. Before we hop off of that topic, I do want to ask now, are you not, you're keeping your options open, which is very good. Um, now, do you want to kind of transition into a different role while still working in sports or are you kind of looking to kind of do the same thing that you're doing now or, or something similar? Uh, I really had my eyes open this year. So I have a very heavy communications and marketing background and some of the stuff I did in college and even the stuff I've done post-grad. So working in community relations really kind of changed my perspective on things and, and just especially things such as like my skill set and what I can do. So I'm not going to say that I've completely ruled out, you know, any marketing or communications opportunities just because that that's something I grew up loving and, and being a huge it was a huge part of who I was in college and in the months after that. So but I also love working in community like I've had a ton of fun doing that. So I don't know. It's a good it's a good question. I think depending on the opportunities that become available, I'm flexible as to what, you know, I want to do and can do, but, you know, I'm not going to be dead set on a particular department or a particular thing that I'm doing as long as I'm working in a good organization and, you know, 
be in a good city and I'm happy and, you know, just doing my thing. And, you know, my parents are good. My parents are happy. My brother's happy. That's all that really matters to me at the end of the day. So as long as everyone's good and I'm good and I'm working for a good organization, Sounds I'm cool. Good. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully same thing happens for me. We'll see. Absolutely. Um, but finishing the season, like we said, so you grew up a Red Sox fan. So I have to ask you, um, as you and a couple of people are not from Cleveland, uh, what are your impressions on the city? And are you a Cleveland Guardians fan from this point on? My impressions of the city is you guys are nice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> people. Thank you. Yeah, of course, of course. And, you know, Amari, you're definitely one of the, the nicer people from Cleveland, which is, you know, something to say, especially because pretty much everyone I met from here is nice. So it's just everyone's so friendly here. Everyone gets along here. Like in New York, it's very much individual. Like things are done very individual in, individually. Um it's the closer you get to the city, especially I think where I grew up in Syracuse, it's a little bit closer to here than it is in New York city in terms of the culture and the atmosphere. But where I went to college, it's a lot of New York city vibes. So that's kind of what I'm used to. That's kind of what I'm used to being around is a lot of, you know, city folks in Long Island, New Jersey, Connecticut people. That's in, you know, nothing against them. I, I love that state with everything in my heart, but, um, yeah, it was a nice change of pace. It was a nice, you know, new breath of fresh air. I think people who call, what is it, Mistake by the Lake? Yeah, Mistake on the Lake. It's it's very old. I think it's outdated. They could come up with something better, more creative if you want to talk about Cleveland. But, yeah, that's that's one of the, the better notes. Yeah, so I think, I think that's a bad rep. But I kind of like the fact that it's so slept on and so underrated because – it's also a very affordable place to sit, place to live. And, and, you know, we love that. So, I mean, it gives me everything that I need in terms of, it gives me a good balance between city life as well as like some, some nature options as well, just because I grew up such a big nature guy. Like I loved going for hikes. I loved going and hanging out by the water. I loved, you know, doing outdoorsy things. And so it gives me a good mix of both. I love going for long runs and stuff. So, gone on a lot of really good long runs around here one thing i will complain about is there's so many hills here bro like my cardio has got to be at like level 100 by now by the time i get back to new york and i start running on the flat paths that i'm used to it's going to be a breeze so uh looking forward to that but yeah cleveland has impressed me in every way possible i think the one thing that i have against cleveland is just things are a little bit more spread out than i thought in terms of like different stores and different shops that I'm used to having such close proximity to, I don't necessarily have that here. That's probably the one thing that I can look at and be like, man, that's something you know, New York really has on Cleveland. So, um, but yeah, other than that, oh, and you guys can't drive. That's the other thing. Oh. <laughs> Y'all can't drive. We can't drive? No, not at all, bro. Not at all. Oh, my gosh. Don't give me start on Cleveland drivers, bro. Like, what's, what's wrong with Cleveland drivers? It's like y'all took a class about – it's it's like you guys all took a class that didn't teach you any etiquette when it came to driving. It's like, all right – it's like when you're driving and someone's like, all right, this is my lane now. All right, this is my turn now. All right, 
you know, you guys are so nice in every other aspect, except when it comes to driving. You, you got people cutting you off. You got people speeding by you. You got people not blink showing their blinker or anything. And it's annoying, man. But other than that, I can't complain. As I said, unfortunately, everything you just said sounds spot on. Because <laughs> I, I dealt with that maybe three times today alone. Yeah. So, yeah. With you on that one, I mean, I'm a good driver. But. Yeah, of course, of course. I, I know you're great, man. I know oh. you and and some of our other coworkers who are from here, my boy LP. Um, are, I know you guys are great drivers. I'm just saying, I'm just speaking generally when I'm talking about Cleveland mm-hmm. drivers. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for the compliment and then the disrespect on the back end, and then try to make up for it again with another compliment. I thank you very much for that. Yeah, compliment um, sandwich. Of course, gotta love yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, thank you for coming on. Um, I don't really have anything else. Uh, around this time, I usually let people kind of plug their social media and kind of what they do. Um, you know, you can talk about your community impact position again, or kind of how it would, you know what you do on social media, if anything. Yeah, I mean, I got a few accounts. Um, they're and, and your podcast, plug that too. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Um, uh, first, well, first foremost, thank you for having me on. Like, Amari, you. You have been one of the best people I've had to work with um, in in a long time. And I hope that, you know, our relationship extends beyond just our time working together. So um, looking forward to seeing what's next for you as well. Like, you know, I know you have a lot of skills and, and aspirations when it comes to journalism as well. And so if there's any way I can help you with that. You know, I'm, I'm no journalist, so <laughs> I'm leave that to y'all. But uh, I'm here for you, bro, whenever you need me. So just to let you know that. And, you know, thank you for having me on. Uh, I got a couple of social media accounts on Instagram and Twitter at Terrence Eccles. I'm not on TikTok. Do not ask me to get a TikTok. I'm <laughs> getting a TikTok. Um, but, yeah, I'm on at at my name pretty much, except there's no E. There's only one E in between my two names. Um, but, yeah. And then, of course, my podcast, which, you know, Amari came on. Uh, I want to say three weeks ago now, almost four weeks ago, which is crazy. Yeah, it was about a month ago. It was a really good experience. Make sure you guys go check that out. Uh, also interviewed a couple of our coworkers as well. Really, really good show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, I've been doing that for a while now. And, and I love podcasting. I love talking to people, helping them tell their stories. Um, but, yeah, I mean, pretty pretty simple dude. I have, you know, three accounts, one on Twitter, one on Instagram, and then one on YouTube. So, you know, check me out there. And, you know, I've really enjoyed being on and really enjoyed talking to you today. Yeah. Make sure you guys go follow Terrence and all his social accounts. Like I said, make sure you go check out his podcast as well. Uh, there's also a video available for that if you want to watch that too. But yeah, thanks for coming on. Glad we can make this happen. One of the, the last episodes of the season. Season's over, unfortunately. No playoffs for us. We have experienced our last home game, and hopefully we can be back next year. But as always, I'm your host, Amari McPherson, and this has been another episode of Leaving Guardians. We'll catch you next week. Peace.